But I'm delighted to, this morning, welcome to the programme Deirdre Martin, who done a very brave thing not so long ago, set up her own consultancy business during COVID-19. And uh, Deirdre, first of all, thank you for joining us this morning and giving us of your wisdom in uh, this whole area. How are you doing? Come on. Well, dear, look, I've uh, I know that you were uh, you were you were based in in Kilkenny for a period, but tell me a little bit about yourself and your own background and and your career to date before you took this uh, big venture and to head out on your own. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks very much for having me on this morning. Uh, I suppose I, I started where I grew up, which was in Carlow Town. Uh, I, I came from a household where, where my mum was the breadwinner at home. My dad was always very sick. He had a lung condition for, for many years. So my mum was a role model by way of, of a working woman for me in that sense. Um, my, my work ethic came from a young age, Nikki, because I spent, I spent my early years at a horse riding yard where my folks would send me off for, for three pounds a day. <laughs> I don't know, was it free babysitting or was it the horse riding parts? But anyway, I, I learned very hard, uh, very quickly how to work hard with horses and develop great friendships from there. Uh, I went on to school in St. Leo's in Carlow and before long uh, went on to college and studied computers, which, which just wasn't for me. And uh, I suppose I didn't really know what I wanted to do then following that, Nikki. And I kind of landed in banking. Uh, and I suppose it, it might surprise people to know that, that banking is a little bit like an apprenticeship. Um, and, and I certainly wasn't aware of that when I started working in the bank, uh, which was over 20 years ago now. It, it was like a, a career or a job for life. Was like going into the public service or the public sector, which was which was where my folks were steering me. Uh, and I suppose I, I started in the bank in Dublin as a cashier, and I looked for a transfer down to Carlow and wound up in Kilkenny in 2002. So I, w- I was based in Kilkenny for around 2002, and I moved down to Paulstown in 2003, and I never looked back since. Yeah, well, obviously the banking world, and you know, we're not going into specifics about any banks, of course, but the banking world was a, was a fair learning ground because they, they, the banking world and financial services area has been through a pretty challenging time over the last decade. It has, it has, even before that. And, you know, there's an awful lot of movement towards online and digital. And, you know, even 20 years ago when when internet business banking and things like that were first coming out, when I think about it now, it's funny, the change, you know, how drastic it's been. It's nearly the first thing that people ask when they go into a bank, what's your online banking service like now? But there's so many challengers out there as well, like Revolution N26 and earlier this year in 2021, the Irish banks were looking to collaborate even to try to find some some way of competing against them. And I know that's on hold at the moment, but, but things are very much changing and have changed drastically over the last 20 years in banking. Yeah. And Deirdre, in terms then of setting out on your own uh, in a consultancy, I mean, this was done during a very tough time for the country, which we're still experiencing. Um, that was a brave call, Manny would say, but Manny is the very, very successful business that was set up during challenging times, and, and this is what your wish and hope is, I'm sure. That's it, Nicky. Brave or stupid now is yet to be determined. <laughs> no, stupid, no, definitely not. <laughs> Um, look, I suppose the, the bank I was working with, there, there was a redundancy offer and when it came out, Nikki, it made me stop and think about what it was that I really wanted to do and 
as you can imagine, and as I said, over the last 20 years, I've seen so much change in banking. So this was an opportunity for me to, to look back and, and see, I suppose, what my passion points were. And it made me realise that, that some of the things I've been really focused on and that have driven me for many years are customers and coaching. They're two of the things that I absolutely have loved to do. I've loved to help people become successful in their careers by way of colleagues. I've loved to help customers get on the, the homeowner ladder or to, to get a leg up by way of investments or have their retirement plans in place. And I've worked, I suppose, with businesses by way of managing customer experience and things like that. And then in 2015, I had studied customer experience management. And in 2017, I studied coaching. So I suppose successfully clues, Nikki. And when, when the redundancy was announced, I kind of felt banking has changed so much and it's time for me to move on. And I suppose I, I couldn't... I couldn't figure where I'd go if I was going working for somebody else. So I decided to take the leap and set up my own business. Yeah, well, look at you. I'm sure I've no doubt it's been... I've been reading up your LinkedIn pages, obviously, in preparation for today, and I'm pretty inspired by a lot of the things you've written there, Deirdre. Very impressive. And I picked up the following quote. Our behaviour as consumers are changing and have changed. Our expectations of experiences in business premises has changed and is continuing to change. You might just elaborate on that for our listeners. Absolutely. Well, I suppose one of the things I've learned over the years is to do with the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And that might sound like a lot of codswallop to people, but essentially what it is, is, is it looks at our physiological needs, like water, food, shelter, clothing even. It looks at safety needs, so that's your security, your health, your property, love and belonging, which is friendship and family, a sense of connection, esteem even, uh, which is strength, recognition, freedom, and then self-actualization. So the desire to become the most that one can be. And, you know, with the pandemic, that has whipped all of those out from underneath it, Nikki. And our, our sense as human beings has changed as a result. So when we are interacting with each other or with businesses, it's very different now because really what we're what we're trying to achieve when we're out and about in public is safety and security and the health of our loved ones when we come home. So when when we go into a shop we want to get in and out as quickly as possible. We're starting to do things online as much as possible so we don't have to go out. So our behaviours have changed completely as a result of the pandemic and even before the pandemic things were starting to move that way to a certain extent but this has expedited change like we've not seen in, in centuries. Very, very much so. But the whole online environment has changed the whole relationship between supplier and customer now, hasn't it? And and how that interaction takes place. And, and Brexit to a, to a degree as well has, has impacted that because, ironically, I ordered goods from what I thought was, a, well, is an Irish company, but I didn't realise they were being fulfilled from the UK back in early January. Haven't got them yet. And uh, the company has been very slow to interact with me in terms of getting feedback on what's happening. So customer service in, in the whole new digital on, online environment is now different, I'd imagine. Absolutely. And would you believe I'm in the same boat myself? I ordered something on the 4th of January and I haven't seen sight nor tail of a jet. 
But look, I suppose given the change and the pace of change in today's world, there's never been a better time to implement customer experience strategy. And in fact, I think if businesses have yet to develop their customer experience strategy to a level that they're happy with, it likely has nothing to do with them. Realistically, given everything that's going on with the pandemic, then there's social media and fake news and general misinformation. It's a wonder if they're able to deliver any level of customer service, much less customer experience. Very much so. Tell me, what does exceptional customer service look like to you, Deirdre? To me, it's where you, you come away after having engaged with somebody feeling like, wow, that was so easy, or I had a problem and they fixed it straight away without any hassle or hardship, and they even went that little bit extra to make sure I wasn't put out or disgruntled. Um, it's about things being quick and easy for the customer. But it's not often just about how you interact and uh, talk to the person who may be a bit stressed about something or other that uh, that you don't feel that the customer is uh, is is over demanding. And some customers are over demanding. And we might talk about that in a moment. But in terms of the the actual interaction between the person behind the counter or on the phone, how you react to the person can uh, can be very important and can signal the the whole relationship between the company and the customer. Well, Nikki, you'll have to keep following my LinkedIn posts for next week because they're all about empathy. Um, interestingly enough, businesses that, that show empathy during the pandemic, a uh, recent survey has shown um, that customers who have felt that businesses have shown them empathy uh, during the pandemic, 71% of those customers will remain loyal to that business. So empathy is really important. And... You know, some people unfortunately haven't got an empathetic bone in their body and that, that can make it very challenging for them when they're trying to deal with customers. Um, but like I say, if I post for next week, there's plenty of tips on how to how to flex the empathy muscle and, and build upon it to make it stronger. Yes, and I noticed as well that you've included a number of tips in relation to engagement during the current COVID lockdown because we just talked about that, the challenges that faces. But you have given some good tips in relation to uh, how to ramp up engagement during that this time. That's it, yeah. I mean, it's like you said, you're waiting on something since early in January and what should happen in that circumstance is that business should be contacting you, Nikki, to let you know that, that something is on its way or it's delayed and that they're doing their level best to get it to you as soon as possible. You know, businesses who have any changes by way of their hours, if they're going online, they should be contacting customers and letting them know or even if it's something as simple as some of their staff are helping out in the community if somebody is isolating and things like that that's a lovely story to share and it it gives a nice sense of community as well but there's lots of things that businesses can do and even those who who have been closed and and i really really do kind of my heart goes out to, to the hospitality sector in particular you know, there's lots of things that they can do to engage with people. And uh, just this week, I was on a, on a coaching call myself with, with a, a few others. And there was a lady in the UK, and she is collaborating with a pub. And what they're doing is, is cocktails. They're doing online cocktail classes and things like that. And that's because the pub kept engaged with their followers. So what they were doing was they were posting out the things that they needed to create the cocktails. And lo and behold, they're having a, a Zoom cocktail party now with the, the guy in the pub showing them how to make their homemade cocktails. 
themselves. Yeah, I know. know again, I know that from from reading what you've written there, you're very strong on this whole customer first strategy, and I think that's that's important because those that are who depend on their customers for their business, which of course is is is, is everybody, uh, having your customers a customer first strategy is a, a very good way of showing them that you care about them. That's it, and. Nikki, for today, I'd like to definitely share with, with your listeners three customer experience mistakes that every business needs to avoid, and that exactly is one of them. So instead of starting their business with looking at their product or service, the ideal way to start the business is to start with looking at the customer and then work backwards. How can their product or service assist the customer with what the customer is trying to achieve? Because everybody in life whether they realise it or not, is trying to improve their status by way of health, wealth or relationships. So how does their product or service tie in with the customer to help them achieve one of those? One of the other mistakes to avoid is to have um, having a static customer experience plan. So if it's static, it's not changing with the customer's needs and wants. So one of the best ways to find out what the customer's needs and wants are, are to, is to ask them ask the customers what they want what they want and then the last one Nikki is just to avoid confusing customer service with customer experience they, there certainly is overlap but they're not the same thing so you know it's uh, those, those are my three tips for your listeners today and Deirdre who are the uh, who are your own clients I'm not looking for the names of them but what types of businesses should be contacting Deirdre Martin Consultancy now to get the uh, to get the, the, the process right to deal with their customers and to set that customer first strategy in place for their business who should be calling you and who are you aiming this your, your consultancy at so uh, Nikki I'm, I'm working with professional sectors largely on a one to one basis so that's where I come in and I help them review what strategy they have in place and how can we improve upon it. So finding ways to add value to their customers so as to, to stop any gaps or plug any leaks they might have by way of missed opportunities and to help retain their existing clients and up the level of customer satisfaction. So that's really geared towards professional sectors and it's working with them over a number of months to get that culture of customer experience embedded into the company. Um, but I am excited to, to tell you that I'm going to be launching some workshops online as well, and they'll be six-week workshops, and will be suitable for any type of small business. So whether you're a, a solopreneur or a small SME, or, or whether even it's an employee who's looking to, to kind of get up the ladder in some way and increase their own level of knowledge and customer experience to do that, this workshop will be suitable for them. It'll go on for six weeks, Nikki, and um, I'm also going to be doing webinars as well through my website, which is yet to be launched. But for any of your listeners today who are interested in contacting me, I would love to offer them a 10% discount. Very good. They quote a reference of CRKC to me in an email. And uh, my email address is info at DeirdreMartinConsulting.ie So anybody who'd like to work with me on a one-to-one basis or even to attend my online six-week workshop that should be hopefully up and launched by the end of March, uh, they can just send me an email, tell me which one they're interested in and pop the reference 
in the email too. Excellent. Well, look, we're delighted to be part of that. And look, Deirdre, I can't let you go without the brief chat about the you've just been uh, brought on to the National Executive of Network Ireland, having recently stepped down of, as the President of the Kilkenny branch of Network Ireland. Tell our listeners the role of Network Ireland because it's clearly an important forum for, for business uh, women uh, to, to, uh, to network and to share ideas. Absolutely. It's, it's a not-for-profit organisation, Nikki, that's on the go over 40 years. Uh, the 15 branches throughout Ireland with 1,200 members. And it's a mean for working women and, and ambitious, like-minded women to come together to support one another, to collaborate. Um, there's a lot of focus on leadership. They do wonderful awards every year and the awards this year there's eight categories as well and I mean for any business to be able to put up on their website that they were a finalist or a winner in, in a national award uh, ceremony it, it's a huge accolade to have but they also do lots of work throughout the different branches in their local communities for charity and at a national level for charity as well so this year's charity partner is Focus Ireland and uh, they're going to be doing plenty of work now on International Women's Day, March 8th, I think it is, uh, that day to raise some funds for Focus Ireland. So certainly at the local level, there's, there's plenty of networking going on despite the lockdown. We, we have a coffee every week organised by Linda Codul, who's the current president of the Kilkenny branch. And at a national level now, they do a monthly networking session as well. So, again, it's online. But, I mean, it's fantastic. You, Absolutely. you can go in online and talk to people all over the country and find ways to collaborate with them, I'm sure. We all need a bit of that now at the moment. Yeah, very much so. Well, look, Deirdre, it was a pleasure talking to you this morning and congratulations on your successful um, launch of your consultancy. So, as Deirdre said, if you uh, send an email to info at deirdremartinconsulting.ie, Deirdre will be able to engage with you, tell you what's on offer in terms of the online uh, prep presentations and uh, webinars and whatnot that she's going to be doing and uh, there's a little bonus in it there because uh, you can quote CRKC but Deirdre thank you for your time and I wish you well and of course we'll be keeping an eye on, on uh, what's happening there and uh, if we can help you anymore we're only too willing to help because this is part of our, our business support initiative from Community Radio so we wish you well Thank you very much for me and my Slán, dear, the Slán go Slán. Slán.